And hello, hello. Welcome to the Straight Racing Podcast. Yes, we are straight. We are straight. April Fools. Um, <laughs> two days before April. If I actually upload this on on Tuesday, um, I hope yeah. I said Monday. Well, April Fools. We're gay. Yeah. So, um, um, we have a guest today. We do have a guest. A very special guest. Um, Brooke. Hello, Brooke. Hello, hello. Hi. Um. <laughs> So, do you want to like tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, like, yeah, you know, just... if no one knows you. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be NASCAR Twitter's most hated before I before woke NASCAR Twitter. Woke existed. NASCAR Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> There used to not be woke NASCAR Twitter. It was just NASCAR Twitter. Period. Yeah, and I yep. was already most hated. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. So anyway, um. So my name is Brooke. My at is I am Brooke Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm 19. I'm in college right now. I'm political science major. Oh, I've okay. been watching racing since 2013. Started with NASCAR. Um, my favorite driver was Juan Pablo Montoya. Okay. So then when he, when, he got fi- <laughs> when he got fired, when he got fired and... <laughs> And Penske picked him up in IndyCar. I was like, okay, I guess I have to start watching IndyCar. Uh-huh. So I got into IndyCar because of him. And he he did really well. And so I had great time watching IndyCar with him in it. And then when he was kind of forced out <laughs> of IndyCar, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Like, was I, I'm going to keep watching the series. Like, am I going to find a new driver? But like, I didn't, I didn't have like any other drivers that I liked in IndyCar, like while watching him, like every week I watched just for him. Like there wasn't any other really driver that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. So um, I was kind of just like casual for like a season. And then I was like, you know what? I need a new driver. And this is around the time Simon Pagino moved to Penske. So I was like, okay, he's just going to be my new driver. So I started following him and it's been a ride. He's had a couple of rough seasons, but yeah. I got to see him win the Indy yeah. 500. That's cool though. That was, cool. that was definitely one of my oh. favorite moments as a racing fan. Oh, that's how And how I got into F1. Um, my dad followed F1 my whole life. As long oh, as I can yeah. remember, I can just always remember waking up on Sundays, seeing him watching, usually the end of the race by the time I woke up, yeah. but seeing him watching the races and then my younger brother started to get into it. So 2018, I decided that I was going to start following it and how Valtteri Bottas became my favorite driver in 2017. It was on, uh, a race was on and they showed him. And I was like, I've never heard of him before. He's, he seems like pretty like underrated. I guess I'm going to start liking him. So like, I started like casually, started casually liking him. Didn't even know what he looked like. Didn't even know like what his voice sounded like, you know, just started casually liking him in 2017. And then by 2018, I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to a full season this year. He's going to be my driver. Let's yeah. do it. Not the best choice, not the best season to <laughs> him as my favorite driver. <laughs> this season oh, no. but I was like I was like okay <laughs> I need a backup so started liking Daniel Ricardo. also not the best season to like him but he did win two races that year mm-hmm. um him winning Monaco was a, also a great moment really cool really yeah. cool moment for him and his career Think really cool my drivers will win big races yeah um, <laughs> but, Joseph will one day yeah, yeah. definitely yeah 
Um, well, then again, Larson won the chili bowl, but anyways, um, that the mud, the fucking meat soup uh, who? bowl, the meat, the soup, meat, race. The meat soup race, <laughs> I know the meat soup race, <laughs> the greatest driver of all time, Kyle Larson. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really like. I, I've always thought of you as a Valtteri Bottas fan. Like that's like the first thing I think about mm. when um, I like I made it my brand. Yeah, it I'm is like... your brand. I don't really know any other Bottas brands because or brands fans because like a lot of people are so mean to him yeah 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 he 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 really gets put through a lot and I think I think a lot of it stemmed from just 2018 because like even though I wasn't really in like the F1 community wasn't really on F1 Twitter besides like popular tweets that I would see mm -hmm. like you know like the racing community like tweets everybody knows everybody yeah the ones that one leak way. into NASCAR Twitter right right <laughs> but I mean yeah, I, th I think it was 2018 that really did him in, in people's minds, which is totally unfair, totally unfair. Mm -hmm. And I would say that for any driver, because every driver has, you know, like their up and down weeks, like bad seasons, you know, whatever. And he, he moved on from that. I, I could see like if he had, okay, so he had a really bad 2018. Everybody knows this. And I could mm -hmm. see it, maybe it would be more justified if he came back in 2019, was still terrible, did absolutely nothing. 2019 was his best season of his career. Yeah. So, I mean... How many I, I races don't understand did he win in 2019. Um, a couple, I think. Four, four, I think. Four, yeah, because he only won like twice last year, I think. Yeah, like, he won. I think he won twice last year. Yeah. Three times in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I because I 2019 was when I like got into F1 like in the middle of the year. I think Hungary yeah. was like the first race I sat down and watched. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like he's always been like. He's been like kind of the second fiddle to Lewis, and I think I mean being compared to Lewis Hamilton is not fun. It just it just isn't. Yeah, because I mean, and he said that. Yeah, he said that. He's like he's like you know like it's 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 not easy being. It's simply put, it's not easy being his teammate. You know, yeah. and like when he beats me, it's like it just like eats me up inside. But like, I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, it's not bad to beat him occasionally because he does beat him in quality he, he's he's beat he's gotten so many polls like you know he's beaten yeah. him in qualifying time and time again and lewis is considered like well obviously he's like the best at everything but especially in qualifying mm -hmm. he's like you mm -hmm. know always perfect and i think Valtteri's gotten really better at qualifying over the past couple seasons too so when he beats him in qualifying that for me as a fan feels like really validating too mm -hmm. for sure but, yeah were you going to say something, Alex? Well, I was just going to say, like, the thing we have on our doc here, that your Twitter bio, you call yourself a sophisticated Blaney enjoyer, a long-suffering <laughs> Valtteri Bottas, real super fan. Uh, where did both of those come from? You kind of went into it, but why those two so, drivers specifically? So the long-suffering long <laughs> Valtteri Bottas, real super fan. So the long-suffering part is absolutely true. <laughs> and actually the real super fan part is in quotations because um last season like in march like when the f1 was pushed back because of covid and everything um formula one like tweeted you know like what are your favorite moments like what do you like hope to do like when we can get back to the track and everything so i was like oh yeah like this is my my first race was in montreal in 2019 so like Ooh. i posted a picture of that i was like haven't met any drivers yet but like my favorite is valtteri and I posted that and the Formula One person replied to me with, wow, Valtteri Bottas must have a real super fan here. So that's where that <laughs> comes from. I love that. 
That's yes. Cute. Yes. So that's where that comes from. Uh, the Blaney Enjoyer. Sophisticated. I'm thinking about that. Sophisticated Winnie the Pooh. Sophisticated Blaney Enjoyer. Sophisticated Blaney Enjoyer is because I've liked him since 2014. Oh. So I feel like I feel like a lot of his fan base just kind of started like really getting into him when like when his cup career like started to take off. There's nothing wrong with that, but totally. like I feel like I'm like. I've liked him for a long time. Like I followed his career. Like I know, like how, like what kind of drive, like what kind of driver he is. Like his personality, like totally. Like so. I mean, like when I think about it, I was like, damn, I've kind of really liked him for a long time. But like also, it's like, you know, it's just pretty much almost as long as I've been watching NASCAR that I've liked him. And I started liking him because he drove for my favorite driver used to be Brad Keselowski. Yeah, I was about to mention he, that. Right. And he drove for Brad's truck team. So obviously, you know, like I I liked all of Brad's truck drivers. And that's also kind of like how I started liking Tyler Reddick. I like Tyler Reddick too. Um, who used to drive for him? Austin Sindrick, Chase Briscoe, Mother Austin. Yes, Daniel Hemrick. They've had like everybody in them trucks. Yeah. I didn't realize how <laughs> many people were in them. Even Ross Chastain. And yeah. Early, a lot of a lot of people are like Brad is like an incredible like talent scout and like he mm -hmm. is because like when you think of all these drivers like these are all like solid drivers yeah they've made cup starts Definitely. like yeah <laughs> they made it yeah what ha what's happened to your Dr. Brad fandom if anything's <laughs> happened to it I just have a feeling obviously like I feel you're more Blaney now and right what because I might so, my... go ahead I talk too much no, go ahead. No, you say. say no, because my best friend in real life, she's a Brad fan. I don't know why she's a Brad fan, though. I don't know. I think she just likes Miller Lite, like the Miller Lite cars. I, I think she thought they were cool. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely tell us about Dr. Reason. Brad. Okay, so Dr. Brad, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like I said, you, you need a backup driver. You always need a backup, need a backup driver. backup driver. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but I like JPM. Obviously, he didn't run up front every week, mm -hmm. but I don't I don't blame that on his lack of talent at all. But that's a different story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, so like I kind of started to like Brad. 2013 was also conveniently bad year. For I him. know. So, I was like, about I to say, a, like you picked a I great a year. <laughs> I had the thing for like picking up drivers when they're going through like horrible years. I'm like, damn, this person really sucks. I should start liking them. <laughs> that's funny. But I mean, I started liking Brad. I guess I kind of liked him in 2013. 2014, he 2014 was, I think 2014 was the best season of his career. I think he won six or seven races that yeah, year. Yeah, he was on but, fire. I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beginning of that year, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start liking him more. So, was it 2014 or 2015 that JPM went to IndyCar? I can't remember. I think it was 2014. I think it was 2014. Yeah. Yeah, because Larson was in the 42 at that point. Yeah. Okay. So I needed a new driver. That was the reason. So I needed a new driver. So I was like, okay, I've, I kind of already like Brad. I guess I'll just start liking him. So like, I was like hardcore, like ride or die fan. And then he, I feel like I hate to, I hate to say it like this, but I feel like once he, once he got into the relationship that he's in now, oh. like he kind of started to like change a little bit. Like, I don't know, like he's, everybody knows, like he's always been like opinionated, like vocal. Yeah. And, like, mm -hmm. people love that. And, like, I mean, I saw no problem with it because, like, also I was younger. 
I mean, like social media was different back then. Oh yeah. Um, I... but like the stuff he was vocal about in like 2014, 2015, even like 2016, it was not like politics. It was like, mm-hmm. here's what we should do with racing. This is a hot take, but this yeah, is what I, I think. Like, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. He had a blog yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, he did have a blog. Yeah. I mean, and you know, like who cares? Like, okay, he's opinionated, who cares? But like 2006, the end of 2016, 2017, of course, the election year, all that stuff. Like he started kind of started to become like more vocal about like here's he my got his extremely... doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> a doctorate in political science of the right leaning <laughs> side. When he got his doctorate. At the university at YouTube University. YouTube yep. University. His professor but, uh, of his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate to say that because you know I hate to be like, oh, it's a woman's fault. But <laughs> I kind of feel like she definitely had an influence on it. And his his half sister, his half sister is nothing like him. His half sister is like big into like women's rights and like reproductive mm-hmm. rights, like put oh, yeah, what's her name? Stuff. Esther. I don't know her last name. I I because I, I remember wanted... um yeah. I've been I've heard about her. Mm-hmm. I've heard about yeah. her. So yeah. I actually have a met. So when he, it, it was, he had, he was celebrating 10 years in NASCAR, like overall, and maybe 2015 or whatever. And y'all remember NASCAR Illustrated, the magazine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he got a cover from uh, NASCAR Illustrated for that, like a big story and everything. And in that story, um, his sister, his half sister, Esther, I'm, I'm still not sure of his la- her last name. I want to say White. But I'm not sure if that's because that's it, because that was Paige's name before they got married. So I don't know if that's what I'm thinking of, but whatever. But Esther used to be, um, she used to have like a management position in BKR. So mm-hmm. she kind of got like a piece in the, in the article about him for that. So like, that's how I knew about her. And then maybe a couple of years later on Twitter, she was like flaming him for it. Like, you know, like, this is wrong. Like, why would you that. say this? Yeah. 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 And his brother Brian got into it with him too. Oh my god! And yeah, yeah, he had me. He has me blocked for no reason. <laughs> like I don't remember <laughs> saying anything to him. There is somebody on Twitter. I don't know who it is, but like they always make. They're known for making like jokes about him, like not finishing that duel like a long yeah, time yeah. ago because he used to race in Cup too. Mm-hmm. This will be finished by the time Brian Kozlowski finishes the duel. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And they're always like, unblock me so I can say this to him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's so weird. Oh, she froze. Out? But I mean, going back oh, to the main thing, like, he just started to say, like, a lot of, like, my back. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think you're, you're good. good. Okay. Sorry. It's just. <laughs> It's the school Wi-Fi for me. Oh yeah. But um, um, he he started to say like really just like a lot of like out of line like why would you say this like why would you come on Twitter and say this to hundreds of thousands of people like stuff right. and like I was just like I, I can't I can't do this like mm-hmm. I I I I still respect his driving and I still like him as a driver like if he were like if it, he were to like contention to win a race versus like a driver that you know like i'm not really into or whatever i'll be like okay yeah like let's go brad like whatever but <laughs> i mean i'm not going to be like be openly cheering for him anymore because i feel like i feel like just like stuff he said and like right like made a clear opinion about is like stuff that doesn't sit right with me like that stuff that i can 
I can't say, oh, I'm a fan of this guy. And mm -hmm. this guy has also said this. And like, you know, right. but it, it, deep down, like, I know he's not a bad person. Like I've met him, I've met him, I think like four times and he, he's, he has to be like one of the best drivers you can meet. And I know that's such like a common yeah. thing. Like, oh, this driver is mm -hmm. the nicest person ever. But I mean, he's a really good, he's a really good person. Like he cares for his fans. Oh yeah. He's and, so like, well-spoken. He Definitely. is. He is. Anytime we talk he's to very, he's, he's very educated about racing and like stuff like that. But like, I feel like when it comes to like, when it comes <laughs> he needs to, to just talk about politics, racing. <laughs> politics. Yeah. Just like stay talking about racing. You're very educated in racing. Let's stay over on that side. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, stay I mean, on the, oh, sorry. Um, I was going to ask, stay on the topic of uh, Brad, Dr. Brad. Uh, how did you feel about his incidents with Jeff Gordon and Matt Kenseth in 2014? Oh my gosh. Oh, like, yeah. Like, were you on Brad's side? Because you would have still been his fan at that point. Yeah, no, I definitely was. This is when I, when I was like a diehard fan. And like, mm -hmm. like I even said this, when did I, I, I don't even know like what was the latest drama in NASCAR Twitter that prompted me to say this, but it was probably involving like Chase Elliott fans. <laughs> Another one of my favorite targets back in the day. I, they're crazy. <laughs> I was like, some of y'all have never been fans of Brad Kozlowski back in this 2014 yeah. <laughs> to 2016 period. And it shows. Yeah, because he was like, yeah. he was button heads with everybody. He was kind of like he, how Logano no is friends. now. Yeah. He had no friends. Mm -mm. And he, and like, sometimes I'll be like, damn, like, I really miss, like, when he used to, like, stir shit, like, cause controversy that didn't involve Donald Trump. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like he was, he was a totally different person back then. Like he was like totally unhinged, like willing like to do anything like to win or whatever. And I guess nowadays he still has like the same mentality, but he just doesn't go about it the same way. There's that something makes sense. different I mean, like, about him. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it definitely. Like he's, he's older. He has two kids, you know, but he's, he's kind of, he's, he's definitely not the same person, yeah. but it happens to every driver. It's weird. I feel like he's not, I don't even want to say he's not as good because he did. He had a good season last year, so I don't really know what it is. It's just like maybe it is just because he's quieter, or maybe like Joey, his teammates, more like there's more attention on him a lot. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the tension. I don't want to say that there's tension, but there's definitely like a like a difficult like dynamic between them. I think like if Brad had to say like who who's your favorite like who's your favorite person in the field or like who's one person that you would consider like your legit friend he'd be like Blaney like not even like a not mm. even a hesitation and <laughs> I feel like because he sees like Blaney I joke about this too I'm like oh yes Blaney and Brad father and son but yeah. I feel like he sees him as like kind of like a little brother like somebody that he raised up like somebody that he brought him up through the ranks right. like kind of mm -hmm. really started his career and as as a fan of both of them but like especially Blaney like I'm especially like thankful for that mm -hmm. for sure um I do have a theory about Brad actually he started changing when Carl Edwards retired <gasps> and he and Carl Edwards did not like each other oh I forgot right. about that I almost wonder if he's like, oh my God, I have no one to hate now. Well, I'm going to be boring. Right. I'm going to start talking about politics. Carl's gone. <laughs> I don't know. But So the thing with Carl Edwards is like, they obviously hated each other. Like that's how Brad mm -hmm. won his first race by putting him through the fence. Yeah. And like, they obviously <laughs> hated each other for a while. And then I feel Did like they, they ever, like, it over. 
did they ever like talk? I don't and, think so. Because I because that lasted to, for like, a while. Because they like, that the was young. that was one rivalry that like went far. That never like, ended. It never because like I mean they were intentionally wrecking each other. It wasn't just like even yeah. like how Gregson does, where he just like he just wrecks people because he sucks. Like yeah. they were calculated in their retaliation, putting each other in the fence or into the wall. Now, that that is remember, insane. I remember Brad's dad being like, "He ain't gonna kill my kid" or something. Like <laughs> he ain't gonna kill my boy. Yeah. yeah, like it's funny, but then like looking back on it, like oh my god, yeah. like they were trying to hurt each other. Like, yeah, whether intentionally well, or not. And then like, Carl wrecked Brad at Atlanta and Brad flipped. And that yeah. was like 2010, mm-hmm. I think. That was 2010. And I think even like, that, that year, got, it got ugly. That year at Gateway, I think, is when that incident happened between them. I, I think so. Like, that's insane. I kind of forgot. And Carl reminds me a lot of Brad personality wise because Carl's also very educated. I feel With the like. media, they do the exact same yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Like, they're both very both very like well-spoken and like calculated and like mm-hmm. I, I want to say like how dr. they drive carl. like dr <laughs> carl if you will both very like calculated drivers like they don't like i feel like well brad has his moments of course but like you know brad's like not gonna set out to intentionally wreck somebody after that incident after that incident at mm-hmm. least yeah but yeah they're very similar drivers and i feel like brad might have written a blog about him at one point just saying like how so. they kind of like tried to move past that and like both respect each other in their careers but yeah I mean the Carl Edwards situation is definitely uh, kind of baffling honestly I, I mean I feel like every fan that was that watched like at least part of his career and saw that saw that championship race where he just kind of was like okay done now yep. like that was like a I just remember seeing you know that he was like announcing that he was retiring in the middle of January. That was like a mind blowing moment. Yeah, that championship race is so haunting nuts. to me. It, yeah, it's, it's very weird to look back on. Yeah. Right. And like, well, we still don't really know why he quit, but, anyways. I, it would have been really funny if instead of Logano, it was Brad who turned Carl into the wall at <sighs> Homestead. That would have been, been poetic. <laughs> but yeah. Poetic justice, yes. <laughs> well, Brooke, let's let's actually talk about NASCAR Twitter. Unfortunately, Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, let's talk about NASCAR Twitter. So, you were like the first person that I ever like found on there. That was like my age. Wow. It was like yeah. uh, Jeff Gluck, Bob Pockris. I followed them, but then like mm-hmm. I always found you, and I was like, oh my god, people my age that watch this. What? And you like Ryan Blaney? Oh, that's cool. So. Like, you were the first person I, like, tried interacting with. Like, oh, my God, I want a friend. <laughs> oh. Then, like, it, like, a year and a half later, you followed me. I got so excited. Like, not even lying. Stan. So, <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm a Blayton stan, I'm a Brooks stan. But, <laughs> no, but really, like, you have, don't both Jeff Gluck and Bob Pockris follow you on Twitter? What? So, like, like yeah, how Jeff do you Gluck deal with that, first of all? Jeff Gluck <laughs> follows me on his personal, oh. and Bob... <laughs> follows me on his account because I don't even know what I tweeted the one time I just tweeted something something along the lines about like appreciating Bob or like I made like a joke about him or whatever and Jeff DMs me he's like he's like I texted him this so like don't be surprised like if he follows you or whatever and he followed me and I was like that's so sweet I'm about to start crying that's so sweet sweet. oh my god I'm literally crying 
I think I'm also just like tired, but <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. But how did you like get on NASCAR Twitter or racing Twitter in general? Like, I've always wondered that you have a lot of followers on there. You do? I don't even know how I got into Twitter in general, to be honest with you. But I felt like maybe it was just like hearing about it on TV. Like, you know how like sometimes like they'll mention tweets like from Right, you know, right. like reporters or like fan tweets or whatever. They're so I guess like so I heard about history. that. Yeah, I guess like I heard about that and I was like, okay, like maybe I'll join this, like find other fans or whatever. Like at that point I was a Brad fan. So I just basically started to follow like people that liked him, people that like NASCAR, like whatever. And right. back when I was, you know, like 13, 14, majority of Brad's fans were already adults mainly because of like the alcohol thing and like you know like stuff like that so I was like the alcohol thing I was like yeah the alcohol thing but I mean I've I've already felt like way like out of place I was like damn I'm like a kid and these people are like grown-ass adults so Beer I mean, bellies. maybe yeah yeah maybe one mm-hmm. of the benefits of NASCAR Twitter like nowadays like as also as bad and annoying as it is now being 19 and like looking down on these people but like right. a lot of like younger kids are like into nascar now and they're like they're able to be vocal about it on social media because i guess they feel maybe it's more of like an open place like there's okay there's a lot of other people that are 16 that like nascar these days like okay mm-hmm. i can make friends easier but, sure yeah like i and- i remember i remember when it was just like the orange cone and then it was yes. like Jeff Gluck, Bob, Brooke. NASCAR Chasm. <laughs> yeah, NASCAR yes. Chasm. And then yeah. like, I don't know, like five other people. And then like all of a sudden, there's like um, so many people out of nowhere. I don't yeah, know the what The Orange happened. Cone used to be the, the, the thing. The Orange He's, Cone follows me on Twitter. The Orange so. Cone used to be mm-hmm. the guy. Like he was yeah. the star yes. of NASCAR Twitter. And now it's just like, yes. literally, I don't care for his tweets anymore. He has nothing valuable to say. Sorry. If you're listening, (laughs) I just feel like I just feel like he's not the same. I don't know. He would he would probably appreciate that you said that, knowing how he is. So okay, I kind of forgot how he is though. So yeah, NASCAR Twitter's changed so much the past couple years. It is so Um, weird, and it's been good changes too. Like it's a lot more like we've had the good conversations. Like, hey, gay people watch the sport. By the way, just letting y'all know. Like we've had that. Um, like my whole like all my friends are like lgbt or like just race fans in general now so that's really cool but mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of people i wish i'd never talked to <laughs> but like i don't that know too, so yeah, that's, definitely. That's great. but yeah yeah i don't know and i wanted to mention so you're the first woman that we've had on the podcast by the way yes. and it is also international women's month i wanted to because i've noticed on twitter they treat women different then like if i say something and if the woman says if a woman says the exact same thing i do not get as much hate i don't yeah like yeah have you like felt like you experienced that do you feel like you get kind of a lot more like kind of negativity than you probably like should oh yeah definitely and like i'm not usually one to be like i i try not to play the gender card i try not to be like oh is it because i'm a woman because i know sometimes it's like unfairly used unfairly said or whatever mm-hmm. but like when it comes to when it comes to not even just NASCAR twitter but like racing twitter in general 
especially over on F1 Twitter, there's um, a lot of drive people, drivers like Lando Norris, like Charles Leclerc, like um, trying to think of like other drivers, like Alex Albon, like I like him too, but like a lot of people, a lot of people target those drivers or especially their fan bases just because they're predominantly women, mm-hmm. usually younger women too. Um, so that makes them like an easy target for like uh, F1 on F1 Twitter. It's a common term to say dude bros. So for yeah. the dude bros to target them because, oh, look at his fans. He's so annoying. And while I agree, sometimes they're annoying. Um, I also think, you know, like if we didn't have... <laughs> okay but like what do you want like yeah like like, it's good to have fans in the sport like duh like drive to survive and all these younger drivers like yeah it's getting people into the sport because they're more relatable than a bunch of like white men in their 30s like yeah right i mean and it's like it's it's important to amplify like not just the younger drivers but like the younger fans that are like helping push these people forward like giving way to like the new fan bases stuff like that but i mean back to like the original subject um like at first I used to think it was because I would say like you know like something that people don't agree with or whatever but like now like just as you said like you would get less hate for saying something mm-hmm. than maybe like somebody else would and it's like I mean like is it because you feel threatened like that I'm a woman that maybe knows more about the sport than you yeah like I've been watching they also try I've been to this Yes, that too. Like you, you, you don't need to explain this to me. Like it's, it's not, first of all, it's not that hard to, exp- it's not that hard to understand in the first place. I think NASCAR is the easiest motorsport to understand. Besides, like it? aside from like all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like listen. stage points. <laughs> back, not, not Mario in, Lopez comparing it to bochi ball. Back in my day. Back in my day. Back in my day, like the boomer days of NASCAR, like 2014, 2015, that shit was easy. When we did stage racing. (laughs) Back in, yes, before stage racing, before the playoff points, like all that, it was easy. It was so easy to understand. Like, you don't need to explain this to me. Like, if I ask, like, that's why I just try to, like, stay away from, like, asking, like, questions. Because I know there's 20 men waiting just to jump on me and reply. Of course you don't know this. This is what it is. This is what happened. (laughs) Like, oh, how do you know this? Like, I've been watching this shit since 2013. Don't. Oh, my God. No, it's crazy. I hate when, like, I, I hate when, like, it doesn't happen to me as much, obviously, but it's just, like, when I'm just asking a simple question and they give me way too much information, I'm like, girl, I, kn- I know. Yeah. I'm asking, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I like, asked right. a lot like, of dirt okay. questions over the weekend, too, and I was just, like. Yeah. You don't watch dirt yeah. racing. You, well, you don't know. watch dirt racing. You're not a true race fan. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dirt is the most prestigious form of racing. Everyone knows. Kyle this. Larson is the greatest motorsport driver in the universe, <laughs> and is the king so of dirt racing. One of my favorite tweets, like from like after like Blaney won, was I'm sure you guys know like Bob. From Bob, Long. yes, we talked about it last week. We talked about that so exact got- tweet. <laughs> He goes, I can't believe Ryan Blaney beat the greatest driver of all time, Kyle Larson. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> Oh my and god. I'm sorry, I got so excited. That's so funny. I need that like, on my There are wall. so many like there are so many like NASCAR Twitter bits that I've like brought into real life. Like one of my other things, like 
don't know if you know if you guys like know Justin. I think his name is like Tough Like Titty or whatever. <laughs> and he always goes, he'll always tweet like whenever something happens, something like that, something goes wrong or whatever, he'll tweet what happened with a period <laughs> yeah. that is like so funny and I say that all the time I'll be like what happened and people won't understand what I'm saying <laughs> I can't oh my god oh my god oh my, but yeah I just yeah. I, I will say that the memes you share of like Blaney they've made me and like him so much more like without a doubt (laughs) (laughs) and like that's like another thing and I tweeted about this too a couple weeks ago I was like I am so like one of the benefits of NASCAR Twitter becoming what it is now is younger people yeah with younger people with younger people like more like immersed in like the internet like internet culture meme culture stuff like that is that like we can like post like reaction memes and like reaction videos to like anything and it's Mm -hmm. funny and people understand that like if you did this five years ago like boomers would be like what is this (laughs) why did you post this picture who is this this drag queen who is this (laughs) why is this man in makeup like (laughs) Like, like the Oprah reaction video for yeah. <laughs> Alex uses screaming. that all the time. I do. Mainly because of Brooke, because I think it's so funny. <laughs> it's like. <sighs> oh my God. Uh, Oprah didn't do that with this race. What do you. What's this what? for? Who's, why does Oprah have anything to do with NASCAR? Like my new thing is I oh post the God. weekly affirmation for Blaney that's like, I am looking forward to performing very well this week. <laughs> I love that. Since, since I've started posting that, he's been getting top tens every week. Oh, since true. I started posting that. I didn't post it the first couple races, but since I found that, I've been posting it. He's been getting top tens every week. That's and good. I posted it yesterday before he wrecked. And he wrecked it. I was like, now he's done. He came back and finished eighth. <laughs> and that car was that crashed. Car, it was destroyed. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. So, Formula One was back this week, and then we had the, the dirt race at Bristol. So, that's yeah. fun. Um, Brooke's going to stay with us and talk about the, those races. Um, we'll talk about F1 first, because that happened first. Um, and it was better. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually a race that was prepared, right? Um, mm-hmm. So... It was really good too. Like at the end, that was tense. That's what motor racing is all about to me, right? Like and you really don't know what's gonna happen. The whole race led up to the finish. Yeah. Because this whole race was about yes. tire strategy. And See, that's I was what, in love with it. That's what I love about F1 too, because like you actually watch the whole race and it kind of impacts what happens at the end. Instead of mm-hmm. we getting five stage cautions and then the Rick Ware cars are putting oil on the track yep. and then <laughs> It's just, yep. it's so annoying. Um, but yeah, so, and then there's like track limit drama and then mm-hmm. yeah. also Mazapin, Mazaspin, as David Croft <laughs> termed it, love him, crashed literally turn three of lap one. Good. That's gotta be a record, right? That's, <laughs> like, <laughs> I... I, I like, he's not even good at all. Like, no, he's not. When we look at, like, no, even Noah Gregson, he even fucking sucks sometimes. He doesn't know how to keep his car straight. Yeah. 
he at least is kind of fast, right? He kind of right. knows what he's doing. This motherfucker, he should not be here, like at all, like he, socially. No, he like no. There's like it's so bad. The thing, even like in I, so I don't I don't I don't keep up with like the feeder series like F F two F three like I don't I don't follow I don't keep up with that stuff. Yeah, but either. like obviously like if something happens like you know a lot a lot of but a lot of other f1 fans do so like obviously if something happens like they're gonna like tweet about it or whatever so yeah. i just remember seeing so many times like last season like all these incidents he was involved in like yeah. just just basically being like an asshole towards other drivers like disrespecting like track limits all of that shit and it's it's continued over we've yeah. seen and yep. he was doing it in qualifying mm-hmm that's that's the reason why he was so far back anyway also because the car is fucking shit but yeah <laughs> he was so far back that sucks he was so far back because he he wasn't he he i think he cut in front of vettel or something like that just like you know mm-hmm. i'm here let's go yeah like on the warm-up lap he passed everybody which meant yeah. like they had to back like back off and that made their tires yeah. colder because they weren't going as fast yeah yeah um but yeah he he yeah, he he's he's certainly some he's certainly a, a person. He's a person. <laughs> I hope sure. I hope his daddy's money is helping Haas create these shit cars. I really do. Like, I it's just it's, funny. It's so embarrassing. It is so embarrassing as an American. I know, to, as like, an American, that we don't have that we don't have an American driver in F one, and we probably aren't going to for a, at least another time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that our one shot in an American team is just. This. on williams level at this point yeah i think williams is better than them at this point yeah it seems yeah which, good yeah. for williams yeah. <laughs> i like them <laughs> um no the, oh, it's just anyways but besides that um there was a lot of drama perez red bull um that car's curse but didn't he finish fifth perez he finished he, he recovered yeah he recovered so that's promising um but the big it thing is like, man, that second Red Bull car, that curse. It's it's a thing. That's yeah, because it was having like mechanical problems too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole like the 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 climax of the race was like five to go, four to go, and then Max mm-hmm. like yep. passed Lewis. He kind of went off the track, and then he had to give it back. Um, I think his team radioed him to like give it back so we don't get penalized. I think which, that's what happened. Yeah, I. I, and there was also like the the stewards weren't being clear on like the track limit rules because it was like oh no you can run off as long as you don't gain an advantage. Yeah, yeah. So because Lewis was doing that the entire race. Yeah. Same spot. And then at some point they were like, actually no, y'all can't do that. But you but like they just need to be more clear because that was kind of mm-hmm. stupid. And then so Max made the pass. Um. I, I don't want to say Lewis like bringing him wide because I mean he just didn't want to run into Lewis off the corner like it's just racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and NASCAR Twitter, you know, they were watching F one um, because it was like eleven a.m. The experts, the experts of, of formula racing, were like, mm, I don't like track limits. I don't think track limits the should open be open wheel added. experts. I I kind of I get what they're saying. I used to be like them too. I'm like, yeah, I don't really like track limits either. They're kind of stupid, but it's just like, what can you really do? because safety is such a big thing when cars are going this fast and like you can't just right. put grass you could maybe put like a strip of grass to like 
but then it's just punishing if you just slip a little bit it's just like there's yeah. no way to actually like i guess the best way to enforce track limits is how they're doing it now except they got to be more clear on it right like mm-hmm. yeah um because i know in like the f1 game sorry i keep talking a lot but in the f1 game you're fine go ahead if you like basically it's three strikes if you go off track three times and like if you can go, if you go off track and you slow down the game can like know mm-hmm. that like you slow down um i don't know if they can do something like that in real life but like if you go off track three times you get like a three second or a five second penalty um hmm. so that's something i think with like max's situation i think probably for him it would have been better to like give the give the spot up on the front stretch i think that's what they were saying or they were even saying just gap him five seconds because he had fresher tires. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, it was a good race because Red Bull should have won that race. And then Lewis Hamilton did the most Lewis Hamilton thing and won it. Like I just I was I was just gonna say Max Verstappen probably would have won this race if Red Bull didn't do the weird pit strategy they did. That was so weird. He was probably way ahead, right? Yeah. Cause like what was their strategy? Because I don't remember exactly. Because it was like they pitted, Mercedes pitted first on both stops, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then, and I think they also like Mercedes didn't have like a certain. Didn't they do two runs on hard tires? They did. Yeah, and Lewis also pitted like really early for a second stop too. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like uh, Lewis was pitting very early and then max was just trying to go a overcut like mm-hmm. way long but he was losing so much time with lewis having fresher tires that i just don't think it was really beneficial for red bull to do what they were doing I just, yeah like, I, don't, I didn't get it i don't like, know if I they did, got I as know much value like, out of their tires as they could have right. I didn't know if I was like misinformed because i didn't know i'm i'm still new to f1 it's my first full-time mm-hmm. season i'm watching all year so, I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. It's there like were a gave, lot of ways Red Bull lost up, this race. They gave up their track position, and I feel like they didn't have to. That's my yeah. big thing. Like, because they, yeah. like, don't give up your track position, especially in Formula One. Like, right, I, right. I, I, I get it. Bahrain has three DRS zones, but oh my God. Like, it's still really hard to pass there. Basically, front stretch and, um, the other straightaway that's like right after the first set of corners, those are really mm-hmm. the best two DRS zones because it's just so hard to get a good run mm-hmm. out of like turn 10. Um, right. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it makes me think everyone, and it's exciting though that we actually get kind of more like these 2019 vibes of where Max Verstappen is actually kind of fighting Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But Lewis Hamilton taking this one away from Max is so... Especially after the media, like the pre-race, they were like, oh, this is Max Verstappen's year. He's going to run with, away with it, yeah. this and that. It's like, you guys can't underestimate the GOAT. You can't underestimate... You can't! Turkey like, last year? That was foolish to did, underestimate them. Did you watch Turkey last year? It was like the... It was like rain. It like started... I'm not sure. I was very hit or miss last year. Yeah, I was working. Right. But basically, Turkey last year when Lewis, like, he he started, like, mid-pack, I think, because of mm-hmm. either qualifying. I think qualifying was rain, too, and then, mm. I don't know. It was a really weird race. 
Right. But Lewis survived because, like, all the leaders kept making mistakes, including, I think, for Stappen Spun. Um, that race showed to me that Lewis is like, you can never count him out. And never. Sunday was another example. You cannot count him out. It's like, um, it's okay, I'm cool. sorry, y'all. I had to, I had to dip for a second because my friend knocked on my door. But um, I, I heard you talking about like turkey and stuff. So that, I, I like agree with that. Like, that was kind of like, the pinnacle of like cementing the goat status if you will uh-huh. i mean and as far as like sunday was i feel like a lot of people a lot of people wanted to blame the loss on like oh it's just track limits like yeah stewards like this no like, like to that. me maybe maybe it's like a boomer mindset but like for me like open wheel racing especially f1 like pinnacle of motorsport like they have to be they're they should be strict on like stuff like that yeah. like you mm-hmm. should be like a like a well-rounded driver like you should be expected like expected to be like held to a top standard and stuff and like you Absolutely. know all that and stay on the track like yeah. <laughs> like someone right. on commentary said the other day like welcome to the track lewis like because <laughs> he right. kept running so <laughs> wide yeah and like, i and i feel like if max yes max was fast enough he was leading the race obviously and he also gave him the position back he had the maturity to do that instead of just saying fuck off to his engineer or something Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. if max was good enough like i mean in that race i'm not saying he's not good before his fans come at me (laughs) but if max was (laughs) if max was fast enough in that moment he should have been able to pass him right back and he should have been able to do it cleanly but he wasn't fast enough. Lewis gapped him, and that's how he won. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so. such a it's such a weird racing incident. Like, I, I think I'm fine with track limits. They just need to be more consistent with enforcing it. Like, I don't think basically yeah. they shouldn't be going off the track at all. Like, yeah, that's stupid. Like, don't be like like if you go off the track, that's an advantage because you're going faster it's not like just passing it's not like the yellow line rule like i i don't know why they're being so weird with it um i forgot what i was gonna say oh but it's just like because i guess like max gave lewis more room than he probably needed to or he didn't want to wreck but so that's why i'm just like it's so unfortunate because like max didn't know he was he didn't mean to run wide i mean it's just heat of the moment right racing Mm -hmm. in these i mean it's just you know like he, he's he's going to win more races this year like lewis and matt lewis lewis respects everybody and i'm sure max max shows max shows him that respect right back off track you know it but like i don't know it's it's just a it's just a racing thing i mean and that's what we love i mean like right after the race literally what a race in all caps was trending with like yeah. nineteen thousand tweets it was such a good race so, it just felt yeah. so satisfying to watch the whole thing come right. together and then mm-hmm. what well, we did not expect lewis to win that race like we did but then we didn't and then there was drama it was perfect it was um, because it was years like mercedes had like legit concerns like okay maybe this car is this car is not fast enough and like valtteri is like really like struggling like with the car yeah. like adapting to it like he does he does not like it mm-hmm. um i mean and i'm not going to say that that's the reason why he wasn't like a contender yes he still got a podium and i'm satisfied with that for the rough weekend that he had but i'm going to i mean but like you know between the pit stop that he had and just like not being adapted to the car yet. I mean, he, he, it was it definitely wasn't wasn't it wasn't setting him up for the best Sunday. But mm-hmm. I mean, take what you can get, and we go from there. But 
Right. Right. Yeah, because I wanted and to. Even mention- he said, even he said he was like, this is like if you would have told us like that we would have both cars on the podium, like leading the constructors after the first race, we would take that because yeah. that's hmm. that's that's good enough. Because I think also hmm. Mercedes is worried about when Perez finally gets like a normal race, like yes. no issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Perez can challenge Botas, I think that's what Mercedes might be worried about in terms of constructors, because then there's only one other spot on the podium if Hamilton and Verstappen run away with every race. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to see that. Um, hopefully, hopefully there is a battle um, for Botas's sake, hopefully, because I, I know he's fighting for a job for like 2022 and George Russell is here. Yeah. How do you feel about that, by the way? We didn't ask you about that. Yeah. I mean, so as far as that goes, um, I'm I'm not a Russell person. I'm not. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm no. not. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick, like, if I had to pick one driver out of, like, the young drivers that I liked, it would be Albon, even though he's not here anymore. But oh, yeah. I really got into him in his in his rookie season. I really started to like him. And obviously him him being gone this year is really disappointing, but we yeah. hope that he comes back. But um, yeah, if, if just between like the like the internet like ter- the internet is is a bad place as we all know, but mm-hmm. yep. it can it can really it can really help form your opinions on drivers, regardless of what happens on TV during a race, like what actually matters. Um, and the internet has really formed my opinion on those young drivers, especially due to their fan bases. And I'm not saying that they have like toxic like fan bases or whatever, but I just feel like it was kind of turned off Lando Norris really quickly because of his fan base kind of like yeah. babying him the way they did in his rookie season. It was just like like really weird like to see yeah. them treating like I like I, I think that they that. forgot that he was like an adult. Like they were treating him like he was like 17, 18 years old. He was is he like I think he's 21 now. Yeah. He was like 20, 21. but yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i don't have any any problems with like russell like as a person like i don't think he's like he's definitely not a bad person i don't think um Mm -hmm. obviously a good driver but it's his fan base that like ruined him for me it's his fan it's the way his fan base like needs to put valtteri down to like uplift him when it's like it's not even like it's not even like correlated like you know obviously him and valtteri aren't friends but yeah. you know they're not going to go bashing each other behind their backs. I don't think, at least. Yeah. But and like, just wait. Like, if George gets that seat, wait till he has yeah. to go against Lewis. See how it feels. Yeah. Like, it's not so it, easy. exactly. Like, and nobody, nobody understands that. Like back in back in like 2018, like when Valtteri was also fighting for his seat, everybody's like, put Ocon in that seat. He'll beat Lewis. Ocon couldn't even really beat Ricardo last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have a pro- I don't have a problem with Ocon either. And Ricardo's a great driver. I think Ocon's a pretty good driver. But I like it's it's just like back to like what we were even saying earlier. Like people love to like uplift any driver just to put another one down, even though even if it's totally like not even correlated. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like Ocon, I don't think Ocon could beat Valtteri. I say that like totally. Like if you like like if you, I'm losing my train of thought. I feel like Valtteri think... is very mentally strong because he, he says is. he struggles oh, with like getting beat by Lewis, but I feel like he kind of deals with it kind of well. I don't know. Yeah, he he said that coming back coming into 2019, he had to do a total like reset of his 
I don't want to basically like total reset of the way he approached things like think of everything totally differently you know because like he's like I have to stop like beating myself up over these things and he still does but he goes about it differently like he goes about it differently Mm -hmm. and like him knowing now that he has the support over especially over like the past couple years of like fans that actually do care about him like him being able to come on social media and still see just even if it's a little bit of people like saying you know like good race like we'll get him next week like you know don't worry about it you got this like stuff like that is what keeps him going Mm -hmm. so yeah that's good um yeah i feel like I think I think we covered everything with the Formula One I think race. So. Um, it was a great race. Good C- golf clap, golf clap. Um, yep. Golf clap, <laughs> golf clap. <laughs> good race. Um, now NASCAR and dirt and yeah. Oh my God. So there's yeah. a lot to talk about with NASCAR on dirt. Oh my God. Like, where do we even begin? I well, first of all, the mm. rain and the drama with the mud and not. I yeah. Twitter was mad. Um, I was kind of mad too. Um, obviously, NASCAR can't control the weather. Um, yeah. Pr- even if we ran concrete Bristol, we probably it wouldn't, wouldn't have it, had the race. It was raining all day Sunday. Yeah. It um, wasn't going to happen. There was something to say was changing the schedule because um, it's April and it's mm-hmm. the East Coast. We're right by the ocean. I'm just saying. I'm just saying yeah. there's water yeah. everywhere. Um so that's probably not the smartest thing. I think if we went to Noah Cornelius made a tweet. If we go to like Sonoma instead of Bristol at this time of year, that would be cool. And then maybe have a dirt race in the summer. I'd like be June. interested since they're gonna do it again. I'd be interested if they tried it like that God, and did the I, night and did the dirt race at night. I we'll talk I, about it would be better. I feel. Yeah, we'll talk about like them doing it again next year. Which I'm still just like, what? How did you just make that decision? Like mm-hmm. I want to know that too because uh, it was literally like while the race was still going on, yeah. people were like, "I just got yeah. a notification that renew your tickets for 2022." I've seen that, and I'm like, "How? How did they decide that this was so much of a success? Yeah. Let's do this before again. the race even happened." I have to imagine they made that decision. Which they didn't have like, a yeah. highlight reel to use in promos yet, so <laughs> I just thought they it. do it. But anyways, um, Logano won, which you know, Twitter. Bad day for Twitter. <laughs> you know, Logano L- was on the iRacing broadcast. He was on the truck race, and mm-hmm. then he won the race. Like it was. Yeah. I like Joey Logano as a person, so I enjoyed that. That was yeah, fun. I love him. But... He's so cute. <laughs> uh, my I think Joey Logano is a great person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not not really a fan of him as a driver. How oh, he is he, towards his teammates. Same. Oh my god, he's but... an asshole. Yeah, but uh, when he gets outside of the car, when he gets outside of the car, you would never, you would never think that the person, so the person inside of that car is the same person outside of it. It's very, it's very weird. There's not a lot of drivers that are like that. Not but at he's all. one of them. He's one of them. And I like how he's like one of the most aggressive drivers, and yet he's not like the traditional like masculine NASCAR driver. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, right. And this came up on Twitter. Um, I feel like I, I don't know if you Brooke mentioned it. Um like that somebody tweeted about it but it's like joey i feel like and me and alex talked about this a few months ago because mm-hmm. this dude called joey a cocksucker like long time ago and i was like don't, no, don't say that um he's also not having a good week so anyways i know that, that. <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry. Anyways, no, but I just like all these drivers that are like northeastern and they're not a southern. Like they, they, I yeah. people tend to call them homophobic stuff because it's just they're easy yeah. targets. Um, I think it's because Joey has like a, I don't want to say like a higher pitched voice, but not like a deep no, but yeah. voice. He has deep a higher pitched voice. voice. Yeah, he doesn't have like you know like he's not okay. Like Sean Mendes gets the same thing. Like because. Yeah. Right. What I'm thinking about right now is Martin Truex. Like, okay, Martin Truex, Bass Pro Shops. He's sponsor. a redneck. He goes he's a fishing. Redneck. He has a, he has a full beard. He fishes. He hunts. He's, you know, he wears camel hats. You know, that's like, <laughs> but he's from, but he's from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. Yeah. And you know, I was when he was when he was like leading yesterday. I was thinking, okay, when if he wins, I'm gonna tweet, nice win at your home track. <laughs> No, the way you, I love what you just said right there. What am I gonna tweet if he wins? <laughs> no, but seriously, how my mind is wired. I'm like, okay, I have to like, if this happens, this is what I'm gonna tweet. And I'm like, I hope Blaney wins so I can tweet this stuff. Like, I have so much good stuff to tweet if Blaney wins, and it's gonna do oh numbers. God. All three of us are just Twitter content. entertainers at this point. We're yeah, content creators, point, yeah. influencers. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter influencers. Literally. <laughs> that might be the oh title of this episode, Twitter influencers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Sophist- sophisticated Twitter influencers. Sophisticated NASCAR yeah. Twitter influencers. I like that. All right. Yes, cool. We yes. got a title. Because the title is <laughs> always such an afterthought for me. Lady Enjoyer. <laughs> um, well, Truex won the truck race. Did any he of did. you? Did you guys like the truck race? I did not. I didn't really watch it. I did it. not watch the truck race. I was okay. working out. You didn't miss much. I was working out and preparing to go to class, but then I ended up not going to class. So mm. it was okay, but I didn't really watch. I mean, honestly, and I'm normally of the opinion, like when cup drivers are in like a weird race like that, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. In this case, Same. I actually did not like it that much. I don't know. I just and this like race I... was hyped so much. So like much. even more mm-hmm. than the cup race to an extent. Mm-hmm. It it did not live up. I Truex think, dominated, which is fine. That's fine. Truex dominated, but I think it was the rain out. I think that's what did it for me. Where like the it killed hype. all the hype because yeah. like again, I wasn't really focused on the race. I I just and Truex was leading. I'm like, okay, yeah, but he's a Cup guy. Like what? Like mm-hmm. I honestly, when I'm watching a truck race, I am kind of getting tired of watching Cup guys in them. I just mm-hmm. want to see actual truck yeah. series racers. And. You know, the truck series this season, I've been saying this here and there, this on the podcast, but the truck series sucks. It does kind of suck. They wreck every three laps. I have people in my notifications every week when I'm like, oh, this is another truck race, whatever. People are like, this is the best series. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's Xfinity. People love to say that it's the best series. Xfinity is the best right now. to To be honest with you, I have not, I could not tell you the last time. I watched like more than like a lap of a truck race. It has yeah. been years. And like, to be honest with you, like I even like said this the one time I was like, I stopped caring about trucks like once Blaney left and like once mm-hmm. BKR like shut down, like I was like totally done. And that like I tweeted something like that. The series. Yeah. yeah, I tweeted something like that. And of course people were like, oh, it's the best series. You don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. It's all teenagers and 25 year olds in it now. And they wreck yep. every five laps. They yeah. suck. Yep. I think like I I stopped caring when Christopher Bell left. Like I, I really like Christopher Bell. Like once he left, I'm like I don't fun. care for anyone. <laughs> yeah, and it's the like drivers a, too. Like the drivers are all Sanders, shitty yeah. people. Like it's people like Matt Crafton, Johnny Sauter, all shitty people. Oh, yeah. yeah, all of Thor Sport. 
All yeah. Dorf Force is problematic. Trash. It's so problematic. <laughs> Save the harvest. <laughs> There's like, like a sponsor on it. Like my brother and I will like play like he has like NASCAR Heat Four, like all that stuff. So like we'll like mm-hmm. race in like the different series. We'll be, he'll be like, want to do a truck race? I'll be like, well, I don't know who to pick because I don't like any of these people. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'll end up picking like Jordan Anderson or like Myatt Snyder. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't and, but, know who's like my favorite truck driver. I don't think I could tell you. I don't you. have one. Oh, Harrison isn't one. there either anymore. So like, yeah, I so I really don't, I don't care. I don't. And he sucked in trucks. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. I, I just don't care. And Vince Gilland, maybe Vince oh, Welch Vince Welch makes Vince it Welch. even worse. The broadcast Vince Welch and Michael Walter, they are unbearable. They, I cannot. They are so annoying. Creed. Sheldon Creed. Sheldon Creed. Sheldon. The wheel. Sheldon. The wheel. The wheel. <laughs> Ross Chastain. <laughs> it's mm. awful. I can't. And I love Vince Welch as a pit reporter. I just, oh, me too. Me too. All respect. They need to put like literally anybody else as the play-by-play. Should have been not Alan fu- Cavana. Not to fucking be honest, Michael Waltrip. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie McMurray needs to be in the booth more. He is so fantastic. I'm down for that. I love him. Um, but, like remember- the truck race, I couldn't tell you what happened in that race though. Just like they wrecked a lot and Truex dominated. Yeah, that's all I remember. Like what happened? Like yeah, they wrecked too much. It was crazy. It was insane. Mm-hmm. It basically what well, it was. A parade. And by the way, the trucks have been on dirt for six years. Why the hell don't they know how to do it yet? Because they still suck. <laughs> well, no, because Honestly. these drivers were born like seven years ago. So they yeah, because the drivers don't know. The drivers <laughs> suck. True. Like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, then um, but let's talk about the cup race. That's the big show. Yeah. Um, a lot of issues arose with like dust and stuff and. Mm-hmm. Alex, you're the dirt racing expert, but even mm-hmm. yes, we, out we, of the, out of the three of us, out of the three <laughs> of us. So here's the thing, and a Clinton Boyer um, brought this up to my attention on the broadcast mm-hmm. because apparently Midwestern clay is so good for dirt racing because it yep. doesn't have as much sand in it, which yes. means it doesn't dust up as much, and that makes sense because it's not on the coast, right? Because like, mm-hmm. I mean, just simple geology i guess like and we were asking this question last week on the podcast like Mm -hmm. why are there no dirt tracks on the east coast or the southeast like they're all like in the midwest or even the northwest really there's a lot of in the southwest there's a lot yeah they're all like in the midwest and i'm like in iowa like we had caleb on and there's only two uh asphalt tracks in iowa and he works at one of them Mm -hmm. goes into that episode by the way really good um but dirt tracks there's like 12 within 100 miles of my hometown in iowa yeah and i went to like i went to like four or five races a week and they were all dirt that's so cool um yeah i loved it and like the tracks never got so dusty as they did at bristol like maybe here and there when there's like a drought and they like got the track prep wrong or like it was really windy or like a huge rainstorm like they had at bristol Mm -hmm. and then you know the track was just hard to get um but like it was never you couldn't I've never been to a dirt race and I couldn't see the track. Yeah. Never. Mm. That is it's just never not happened. a good show for the fans either. Like I can't. No. It must have been worse watching that race in person when it got dusty because oh, literally, sure. it's it must a, have been. Yeah. It's a cloud of dust over the whole yeah. stadium. Like it's just. I. The tr- times I've been to a dirt race and it like it's dusty like that at nighttime, all the dust goes up to the lights. It's mm-hmm. really I don't know why it has something to do with the sun probably, 
but like at the dust, it's not a factor at night. So they should have done it at night for one. But I don't know. Like the track, if, if they, in my opinion, I've said this a lot, and I'm really curious how the truck race. God, it's the fucking trucks. They're gonna fucking ruin it. <laughs> but it's the, the, the truck series are gonna go to Knoxville, an actual dirt track in Iowa. So like dust shouldn't be a, as big of an issue, and it's probably prepped by the people who actually know what they're doing. Um, I'm hopeful. That that'll go well, but it's a truck series, as we said. Should have been Xfinity. Put them on it. That would have been better. I, but yeah, like a real dirt track would have been better at the same time. Because I'm of the opinion I'd rather see a concrete Bristol race, especially with the spring race we got that, last year. That was yeah. so good. It basically was a Bristol race. It's like Bristol race, the, but slower, and the drivers can't see. Yes. So like, why it are was we basically, doing this? It was basically Bristol's with ha- Bristol with hazards on. That's what, it, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> Hazard's on. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. It's It was just so stupid to me. I'm honestly... I, I don't want to say this race made me dirt-phobic of, like, cup on dirt. Because, Alex, mm-hmm. you've been saying that you don't think it's a dirt racing problem. No. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like... I feel like NASCAR... If they're going to mess with dirt racing, you need to go to an actual dirt track. Stop spending yes. all this money to cover Bristol and dirt. Like, it's yeah. kind of cool, and I'm glad we did it, but, like, let's actually have an actual dirt yeah. race now. I I, I am really... Sorry, Brooke. I'm like, I just going to say no, one thing. I, I, I'm really glad they're trying new things, right? Like, I'm yeah. glad they tried this. Like, they fans are always bitching all the time. Like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. I hate this. Went too many miles in the ass. We want old Bristol back. Just basically old Bristol, but with, there was dirt and dust. So mm-hmm. they're trying new things, but go ahead, Brooke. I mean, I feel like, so Bristol's my second favorite track. Like, my favorite track, Martinsville, Bristol, like, the short tracks. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I heard about this, I was like, I am not a dirt person. So I was like, this this is, this is like, ridiculous. And they, had, they like, announced why? it right at the peak of Kyle Larson yeah. dominating. So Yeah, like, oh like why why would they do this? Like, why are they going to ruin this track? So, mm-hmm. like, when it, ha- when it was going on, I was like, whatever. So, like, I turned it on. I watched a little bit of it. And the, the, the Blaney wreck, he had an onboard camera. So they showed his view. His windshield is totally white, like combined with the sun, because this was like, this was maybe like five o'clock. So obviously the sun's mm-hmm. like yeah. at its peak between the sun, the fucking dust everywhere, the dirt, like all like the dirt from like the cars going everywhere. Like, like, I, I feel like they could have, they could have, as usual with NASCAR, it could have been handled better. They could, have been, they could have prepared for it more. They could have prepared for it more. And like, I understand like the cup race is like the main mm-hmm. event of the day, whatever. But like, I feel like that should have been before the trucks. Like the track should have been, the track should have been totally like in its best state for the cup race. Mm-hmm. Like give the truck mm-hmm. series the shitty after remains of the yeah, cup race. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to wreck anyway. So like, why not? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I mean- I- I don't want to, it wasn't a failure, I don't think. I think enough people enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, we can walk away from the weekend saying, okay, it, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. No. Because I've seen, I've definitely seen worse races. I've definitely mm-hmm. seen worse um, NASCAR weekends go down. And that mm-hmm. wasn't, this isn't on that list of those mm-hmm. races. But I feel yeah. like if they are planning on doing this next year, it needs to be better executed and they need to hope for better weather and not a flood on a race day. They need to prepare. And I, Alex said something that I wanted to comment on. I forgot what mm-hmm. it was. What did you say? Uh, what did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> I was going to say like, 
I feel like, okay, you said something about like how it's nice for them to experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's not do that at an actual race, right? They experiment I, at the all-star race normally. Like I, I feel like the if yeah. they're going to have a dirt yeah. race, they need to prepare. They need to test mm-hmm. the cup cars on dirt. They need to figure it out. They're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do windshields. Let's 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 modify these cars so it doesn't have to have yeah. a windshield. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like NASCAR just tried to like dip into dirt for the clout instead of yeah. actually focusing on having a dirt yeah. race. And I'm it's just kind of yep. frustrating because it does make dirt racing look bad. It does. That was really insulting to me. Yeah. Personally. Which I feel like that's just really dumb to be offended by. <laughs> I took like, that personally. <laughs> yeah, and I took that personally. I, <laughs> like, as a at, growing up with dirt racing, like, I was really insulted by this race. I feel like a joke. Yeah. Like, this is not what dirt racing is. Like, I think I got my expectations too high because of the Bristol Dirt Nationals, which, by the way, had actual dirt cars on it, like modified late models, hobby stocks, sport compacts. You had the actual cars on there that never yeah. meant for dirt. And the Cup races were, are like I didn't watch it, but from what I saw and read, it looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I, my expectations were like sky high. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, this might actually pretty be, be pretty good. Yeah. They, I was concerned about the amount of rubber, which I was right. It turned into a single file track when they got too rubbered. The Goodyear needed to bring a better tire. That that yeah. was on Goodyear. And then but, also the cars are too heavy, aren't they? They all NASCAR did to the cars was take off the splitter. And they changed the size of the spoiler. Everything else was the same. Which, by the way, which I like that car with no splitter. I'm just it, saying. It did look hot. I will say I like the it. car did look hot. But they needed to do way more. The windshield, first of all, the truck race when they tried running it with the mud, they should it should have been a little more dry. I will say, but that's really good conditions because the track could have been multi groove after a little bit. But yeah. then the windshields are covered in mud. So the wind get rid of the windshield. They have fucking visor. Yeah. So because Whatever. of the windshields, there's like it's impossible to get a good perfect track but, condition. And then I had these geniuses in my notifications tell me, but the cars were overheating. Well, it's because NASCAR didn't prep the cars to run on dirt. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like at this point, I feel uh, like that's that's why I just feel like because of how cup cars are, I feel like I'm kind of dirt phobic. Like I honestly and again, and also combining that with the thought the fact that I would have preferred a concrete Bristol race, I'm just like, why are we even doing this? Like yeah. yeah. Honestly, it just because that dirt Bristol race felt like a normal Bristol race, but worse. Yep. Yep. So let's just do a normal, like, let's just stick to pavement. I'm like, sorry. Honestly, if we want to do a dirt race, let's just fucking run them in late models. Like, who yeah. cares? It's NASCAR. They make up their own rules. Let them run a late model. Let them run a modified. Or, like, heavily or... modify the cars. Like, you have yeah. to actually make them dirt cars because they are pavement cars. You can't just take a pavement yeah. car and run it on dirt. It's just an so insult to the reasoning. For, the reasoning they didn't change anything. They wanted to not make additional costs for the teams, so uh-huh. they just said, "Okay, take well, off." The fuck splitter. Bristol. They got bringing all that, that damn dirt. But yeah, but, but on the same note, Bristol Motor Speedway is spending probably thousands, maybe millions of dollars bringing all this dirt in. That's not even good for dirt racing. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Matt Weaver's tweet. It probably cost even more, but if they really want to do this at Bristol, go to the Midwest, <sighs> grab dirt from there. No, ma'am. That's stressing that, me out that, thinking that's about even it. More work that's stressing that. me out thinking about it. This whole thing stresses me out. Thinking of Bristol and dirt is just overwhelming to me. Um, Let's not but do I it will, again. I will say, and on a note to the experiment thing, I don't think the Bristol Spring Race exists unless you do it on dirt because the attendance was low and 
you're giving me a dirty look, Zach, but I'm pretty I sure. I know, that's why I'm mad. They're doing something different. Uh, well, fuck them. Because they need to. I, I think it's either they want to have more short tracks eventually. I think that Nashville's Fairgrounds track is probably going to join the schedule at some point. And it's probably going to come to the expense of either Bristol Spring Race or the second Atlanta race that they've added. I and hope I it does get rid of the dirt race. I hope- and they... <laughs> And, and they want it to be the Atlanta race. That's why they got rid of Kentucky already, and they want it to be the Atlanta. So it's just as a placeholder. Yeah. But the other option was Bristol, and they don't want to lose two races at Bristol. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason they're trying this. And I get it, because one race at Bristol would, would suck. But, mm-hmm. hey. But yeah, so Daniel Suarez also, like... Mm-hmm. um. He almost won a stage. He didn't, but he like I think he that did was win during stage, didn't he? No, he didn't. Well, oh yeah, yeah. He al- he, he won the got... stage, yeah. but not the he... stage. That that's what I'm thinking of. He was leading when they threw a competition caution. That was right? stupid. Never yeah. do that again. <laughs> How did you? Um, no, we'll get never do that again. <laughs> well, let's talk about Suarez first. We won't talk about the competition caution yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, track house. Where'd they come from last Ain't week? Shit. Dale. <laughs> yeah, Pitbull, Dale. Dale. <laughs> is Dale Jr. ever going to say hi to Pitbull? He's been asking for I years. Know, like, Come on, Dale. He, he, he wants that validation. Like, that yeah. Validation. <laughs> uh, but no, Trackhouse. Is Suarez had like no dirt experience? None. Which that was a common theme through the truck race, too. Like, Martin Truex has no dirt experience outside of a charity race, and he won the truck right. race which I think that's kind of interesting. And also, Mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of ties into, like, these are still, like, NASCAR cars. And, yeah, yeah, they're on dirt. Um, But it's all about throttle control and being familiar with the Mm -hmm. vehicle and car control. So, You know, uh, we kind of trashed the truck series earlier, but Matt Crafton's kind of become a dirt racer ever since Eldora Mm -hmm. was added to the truck schedule. Yeah. I wonder if like Daniel Suarez is going to take up dirt more because he was incredible. Yeah, he said on yeah. the radio, "I have no idea what I'm doing," and he's leading the race. So, I thought that was yeah. cool. I was ready for uh, him to win. So was so- I. And it would have shaken up the playoff grid so much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, but if he keeps if he keeps running like consistent, if because it was even the theme in Atlanta too. What I don't, where did he get? It must have been a top ten something he was on the track too but then he got like a penalty i think yeah he was running like that's right that's right yeah that's right still they got the pace i mean yeah like regardless like if he keeps up the pace if he keeps getting like you know like top tens even an occasional top five he could definitely point his way in Uh yeah he's 20th in points right now he's in top 20 it's doable yeah yeah that's very doable zach you and i predicted that track house finished like 24th 25th preseason points so yeah they're I def- already outperforming what we thought they would i definitely underestimated them i think i guess i just forgot that jermaine racing because that's basically the team i think so th- that it yeah. was last year kind of um there might be some personnel different probably but mm-hmm. like the equipment rise um yeah but no they they're i mean you know they're not like completely blowing us out of the water but they have potential. They're, they surprise me. They're surprising yeah. me because I mean, I remember even like, like the first couple races of the season, he was finishing in the twenties. That's and true. And I'm like, okay, this, 
I'm like, okay, this isn't really that great, but compared to where he's been finishing since he left Gibbs and Haas, where he was oh, in the sure. 30s pretty much every week, I'm like, this this is pretty good. This is pretty decent. That's and now, yep. past two weeks especially, they just have so much speed. It's like, wh- where did this come from? Like, mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see how he runs like at Pocono because he's finished yeah. second at Pocono before. Yeah. He's been really good at Michigan in the past. Like, is he good at? Female tracks. Is he good at short tracks? Well, I mean, he ran pretty good at uh, Bristol. I don't know for sure. I think I know like mile and a half, so he did pretty good in Xfinity. Um, but I know in Cup, most of his success has been like at Pocono and like Michigan. Right. Yeah, his first well, Cup win was at Michigan, I believe, and he passed Kyle yeah. Busch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Xfinity win. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know. Um. Does he make the playoffs? Like Brooke, you said you think he might on points. I think he could. I, 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 um, I think it's I think it's possible, but I do I think it will happen. I would kind of be surprised if it happens, but um, yeah, I agree. I saw yeah. a tweet that's like seven races, seven different winners, and I feel like none of them are like the the usual suspects of well, okay, besides Lugano, but like the usual suspects mm-hmm. of like. Oh, you know, Denny, Harvick, Truex, Chase, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Blaney winning as early as he did was kind of a surprise for me as a fan. Like I'm usually, usually, (laughs) usually he, (laughs) we know, we know. (laughs) One good season, it's usually Talladega way later in the year. Yep, we know, we know. And he usually like, he usually waits till last minute right before the playoffs. He usually gets us kind of. Are we gonna make it in this year? Because we've been having a lot of bad wrecks. We've been finishing in the 30s a couple of weeks yep, in a row yep. here because we keep getting caught up in somebody else's shit. Fair wins, but, please. Yeah. And then last year, Blandy runs good and then gets out first round. So. Yep. <laughs> because he ran so well in the beginning of the year, he was literally leading points at one at one uh, yep. point of the season. He ran so well in the beginning of the year. And then I feel like after he won that race, it kind of like fell off. And then by the time yeah. the playoffs started, it was horrible. But what really killed him was the penalty. Was that penalty in the first race of the That's playoffs? True. If he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have gotten that, he definitely, he easily would have made the next round. I mean, it's only the freaking first round. But yeah, that penalty definitely killed him. But it was also just a lack of, I don't want to say motivation within the team, but like, mm-hmm. just yeah, overall. But hopefully, could this be the year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean hey with this format hopefully, anything can happen i know True. hopefully hopefully he can definitely make it at least further than the first round because that's just embarrassing it is embarrassing <laughs> it's but in regards to sores making it i feel like there's going to be too many like weird winners because i mean think about all the yeah. road courses we still have to to, to go that's and, true yeah like he's not if he does make it he'll it's going to be because he wins it's not going to be because of points um, I think so he's too. A, he's really good at the restricted plate tracks. Yeah, like he's they are. He is he's always up front at those. Like he could win Daytona, the last mm-hmm. race before the playoffs, or even Talladega. Yeah, he weeks. was good there in Gibbs. He was good there mm-hmm. in um, the '96 car of all. Yeah, teams mm-hmm. like so. I don't know how he is on road courses, being that we've only had Sonoma and Watkins Glen for the longest time before the Roval uh, um, at Charlotte. He's, but I mean. I feel like those are definitely wild cards where 
like right place at right time or if that's like a particular mm-hmm. weekend where they especially have speed where they have the past couple weekends he could definitely pull it off I mean I would like to see it um, I feel like it would be a I feel like it would be a big no- moment for NASCAR too with a, a Mexican driver winning a race mm-hmm. in the first time in Absolutely. how long yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah for sure I would like to see it I would like to see it. <laughs> you said that. That's another like, one of my favorites. I'll be like, a Blaney win today. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Yeah. Good, good Daniel Suarez. Um, I guess moving on to like the competition caution thing. Did, how, yeah. how did y'all feel about the length of the race? Did it feel too long? It was way too long. Yeah. It yeah. should never have been 250 laps. Yeah. Yeah, I think 200 most- at most. Main events at like weekly stuff, like special races, sometimes they go to like 30 laps 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but 250 on dirt is just way too many. Like a hundred, I could, I think the truck race should have been a hundred cup, 150. I think that yeah. would have been and better. then have heats. Like, that's the thing, it's yeah. like that's what dirt yes. racing is. They need, and that's yeah. again, that's why, like, I feel like cup almost shouldn't mess with dirt anymore because it just. NASCAR's formula is 500 mile races. That's like the mm-hmm. baseline, right? Like, yeah. and obviously, yeah, we have stage racing now. I hate it, yeah. but whatever, we have it. I just feel like right. we should go back. I just feel like dirt racing doesn't fit into what NASCAR is trying to do. So, like a weekly race, like the A, like the A modifieds, their feature events are typically like 20 to 25 laps depending on what track and which yeah, division they're racing under. That's short. And, and like, the sport compacts are, like, these little, like, Hornet cars. Their features are, like, seven laps. Ten, wow. Seven to ten laps. That's so, crazy. And their, heat, and their heat races are, like, four laps. So, NASCAR, you know the heat, heat races are probably, like, what? I don't know how many laps they're going to do, like, 30 to 60? I don't know. But you know but, what's interesting about that is I feel like that's exactly what NASCAR wants. They're trying to be dirt racing. They're trying to have these like very short, compact mm-hmm. races. So my brain's going places now. Because why don't they just like have well, a bunch of heats and then and, have 10, right. 10 they, cars they, race for like 30 and, laps? And they did try heat races with the Xfinity series and they were just kind of boring because no one was really trying in those. Because, yeah, there was, they weren't really heat races. They just flipped the field up yeah. and said, okay, go race for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to bring you all together for no reason. Like, it was just so dumb. Yeah. So a lot of the reason for the competition cautions was because of the tire wear, which, again, Goodyear should have brought a better tire. Yeah, and NASCAR um, should have prepared. But And I liked that there was tire wear. Like, that's not normally something I really think of with dirt racing because, you know, the races are so short. Yeah, you just go. So I I enjoyed that, but that track was so rough. It just got way too dry, really. There massive. was like a hole so, at like the bottom yeah. of like one of the and that, exits. And that happens when the track is just so rough. It's like rock hard and the cars are running on it. It's just tearing the track. Yeah, apart. it looks like rocks at that point. Yeah. And I've been to dirt tracks where that happens before. And they at intermission, for example, they would like work on that part of the track and get the get that out of there. They don't want these cars hitting that, and then they'll start rolling and wrecking there. I've been to a track one time. And there's a hole there, and they just kind of kept it there. Mm-hmm. And all these guys would only run on the top. And the, the track officials didn't like that. They stopped after the second feature and redid that part of the track. And then it was multi-group again. Mm-hmm. 
the, the cool thing about dirt is you can change how it runs. Clint Boyer kept saying that the entire race. I think he was trying to beg NASCAR to do something different, yeah. but they just weren't. <laughs> and um, I heard Larson was like begging the officials all week to like, I think wet the top of the track. Yeah. So yeah. what they would call like the cushion, right? When the cushion is like where all the dirt kind of gets pushed up the track, right? Like yeah. right by the wall. There wasn't really a cushion because none of the drivers could really get up right by the top at all. So Kyle Larson was like, we need to get the top lane. Tyler Reddick was the only one I really saw yeah. running. Well, Denny. Denny, Hamlin, Denny was trying, but it there was no grip up there. Denny, his so. dumb ass. <laughs> um, his crew chief literally said, you have the most aggressive driver in front of you. Do what you have to do. And then Denny said, okay, I'm going to not follow him into the corner. Um, I'm just saying, if I was in that I, 11 car, I'd have a Bristol trophy right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I NASCAR it's likes to restart. built different. I actually, I taught in his hometown this morning, by the way. Aww. I teach in, I wonder if he went there. And it's There's oh. a bunch of schools in that district. Um, but the, the competition cautions, NASCAR, they, they probably liked it because it caused more restarts and everything. So I, I imagine they're not going to change much next year, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, um, I can't believe they're doing this again. They shouldn't have that many stop. They, they don't need to stop the race to redo the track. That's ridiculous. Yep. yep. That, like in between races, you would see a dirt track. That's fine. That's normal. Like they're doing like the victory lane interview at a dirt track and they're out there watering the track and repacking it and doing something. That's fine. But you can't. Like, I understand it, and I like it that they did it between the stages and the breaks. But, like, the track went right back to how it was before. And that's that's not good. That It went way too dry, way too fast. I'm so over it. Mm-hmm. Just stop doing dirt racing. I'm sorry. I'm dirt-phobic. I can't. I'm sorry. I've taken you to some dirt races, dude. You, like, I'm not swear. against actual dirt racing. It's, the yeah. actu- it's NASCAR on dirt. I'm like, no. Because yeah. at first, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But it's just mm-hmm. more. It's there's so much more than it just being like a NASCAR race on dirt. But, um, right. Yeah, I think well, that's. I think that's everything with like Bristol. Um, yeah. Before but, we let Brooke go, I do have a question. Oh, me too. Uh, you go first. What? Why do you call Valtteri egg? Like egg. I kind of know, but I I just wanna, <laughs> I just wanna ask to get that on the podcast. I think I know okay, why. Okay, so back, so back when he back before he he grew facial hair in. <laughs> back in like 2017 2018 <laughs> he was very he was very baby face very baby very face. round very very round and i was like you know what he looks like an egg i'm gonna start calling him egg he's also so, kind of pale too and he he's he's very white <laughs> he's very finished very very pale mm-hmm. so i was like he kind of looks like an egg so i'm gonna start calling him egg yeah. So it kind of just went there, and I don't, I don't really say it so much anymore. At least not on social media. It just kind of, I don't know, right. kind of died off a little bit. But like when I talk mm. about him, like to my brother or whatever, it's always egg. Mm. Like I'm never like, oh yeah, did you see Valtteri today? Or like, oh Valtteri's on pole. I'll be like, egg on pole, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so but, funny. You know. Yeah, Valtteri's so soft to me. I don't know why. Like his voice is so like nice yeah. and. I don't know. His hair looks soft. I don't know. I like him. Very. Like he's him. aesthetically pleasing, like to look at. He's he very is. aesthetically pleasing. Also, I like how British people say his name. 
Because they like, like they're like Valerie Boas. Yeah, Valerie Boas. <laughs> Boas. <laughs> I like. I always like try to say it like the way that he said the way that he says his own name, like the correct Finnish way. But oh yeah, it's how, hard. Do, like, how is how do you say the, it? Uh, Valtteri Bottas, I think, but he says it with a little bit of an accent. Oh, but so it's more. I, so, it's more just an accent. And he said, "Yeah, when he says it, like his accent's like really strong." But like uh, when you say it like as an American, I don't know. It sounds like really harsh. Because it's like Botas as an American. But isn't yeah. it like Bottas yeah. kind of? I say Botas. 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 Mm-hmm. Kind of like Botas. Okay. Something, yeah. Something. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, so how many, you, have you only been to that one F1 race at Montreal? Yeah, so I've only ever been to one F1 race in yeah montreal canada in 2019 which was also a very infamous race right if you guys know yeah i know yeah um, you know alex i don't think i do so that was the race you probably saw it on twitter where like sebastian vettel like he was right in front of lewis hamilton and like vettel like got off track for a bit and then like Mm -hmm. lewis tried to pass him but they forced lewis off the track and then the stewards gave sebastian a penalty for unsafe re-entry on the racing oh, yeah. surface it was it was five it was five seconds so yeah uh, so that really made the difference at the end and that oh was my gosh. Uh, can i don't know why but canada's like a big like place hot spot for like ferrari fans so yeah. there are a lot of them in front of us my brother was there as a vettel fan and it was just that was it was crazy honestly that must have been so but, wow where did you sit um so so like if the start line is like it's hard to describe honestly it's weird um i want to say right around maybe like the first turn honestly so there's like a patch of grass like here and the track goes like this like into the first turn like going on straight we were like right there so like we could see you could see the start like not necessarily like through like the recording I have of it, but like standing there in, per- in, in person, you can kind of see it off in the distance. So like it's the start, they come down the street, they go through like a little bit of a turn and then around like the corner. Mm. And like, that's like right where we were. But yeah. That's so cool. Mm. Seeing F1 cars in real life must be so cool. I want to go to an F1 race. I just haven't, cause I'm basically kind of equal distance from both Montreal and Coda. I don't know mm-hmm. which one I want to go to more because I think going to Coda would be cool because that's the actual American race. Um, yeah. But I, Canada might be a cooler track. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but th- that's just so cool. Um, and have you? How many NASCAR races have you been to? Um, I want to say like seven. So they were all at Pocono. Mm-hmm. Besides one time I went to Dover in 2018. um Hmm. there were like two or three years where i went to both pocono races and then also just a couple years where i only went to one so i think altogether it's i think it's seven okay but only one of them has been at dover and i i like i like going to dover because we sat pretty high up and obviously it's a much it's a much smaller track you can see everything yeah i like short tracks a lot yeah i mean i overall the overall track experience i don't really i don't really know if one was better than the other but if i had to pick like another one to go again like if someone said do you want to go to pocono or dover right now i'd probably say dover but mm-hmm. it's also maybe because i've only been there once versus pocono so many times 
But that makes sense. Would you go to New Hampshire or Watkins Glen since those are kind of in that region too? Yeah, I'm always down to go to a, a, a different track. I mean, it's just a matter of getting there. Yeah, but yeah I want to because I want to start going to Martinsville and stuff. Because like I would I'm love in to go to Martinsville. Dude, what if I went? I could. I I'm an adult. I have money. <laughs> I have a car. <laughs> it's kind of a far drive though. It's like going to North Carolina for me because it's yeah, like that's like on the south- other side of your state. It's like Southwest Virginia, and I'm like girl i'm just gonna go to richmond probably if i go to, i'm going to the truck race i don't know if i'm going to the cup race girl you're going to the truck race ew we just had a, a discussion about we this. just discussed how <laughs> no because my 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 friend and her family they always used to take me to races um and oh, okay. like she has to like travel back to north carolina so she can't go to like a sunday race so mm-hmm. we're going to the saturday night truck race That's my fine. condolences it's okay i don't have to pay for my <laughs> ticket no, it'll be fun, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it'll still be fun. I he mean, pays for my ticket. I'm, I'm very grateful for my friend's Right, dad. right. Love him. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, Brooke, for coming on today. We talked yes, a lot. thank you. This, this was, was so It fun. was an honor. <laughs> yeah. Um, good stuff. But yeah, um, I'll put your socials in the description if I remember to. I will remember this. Clout. Time. Clout. <laughs> Follow her. Follow her. Our influencers. All right. Um, Love talking with y'all. It was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully we'll have you on again someday. Um, Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, that was awesome having Brooke on. Um, Yeah, thank you, Brooke. There's no race next week for Easter. There is not. Which I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. There's no F1. There's no IMSA. There's no Indy. Like, not even Supercross. There's there's nothing. There's no Supercross. Are there super cars in Australia at least? Like, damn! Like, I need something. What Man. am I gonna do with myself? We spend time do, with my family. We do have plan on having an episode next week. Uh, yeah, I have on several ideas. Okay, I need to I need to talk to you about some ideas. Okay, but good. I, I do have ideas. <laughs> I was like, uh, what are we gonna talk about? Now? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about Mario Kart. No, I have an idea. Yes. But oh. I I was oh. excited. I was ready. So we're talking. Oh. We, we can talk about Mario Kart. We can talk about video okay. games. What if we talk about video games? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. The, gay racing, the, gay... the Gay Racing Podcast Gaming Edition. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Zach, are you ready for two to go? Your favorite segment. Am I ready for two to go? Presented by Camping World, except not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right. Bitch. Three, two, one. Will Eric Almarola make the playoffs this year? Nope. No, he's too inconsistent. I think he'll, he's going to be like Ryan Newman and just barely miss it, I think. All right. Should Sonoma and Dirt Bristol swap places on the schedule? Absolutely, yes, because we need more road courses early in the season. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, there's too many short tracks in the beginning of the season. There's not, there's, yeah, they're all crammed together. They're all crammed together, which like it's cool, but like, no, like put Bristol, concrete Bristol in June. (laughs) I hate dirt. I'm sorry. I really do. Um, yeah. Will Red Bull and Mercedes stay close mm-hmm. to one another all season? I'm thinking so because, like, there's going to be a new car in 2022. So I feel like mm. it's going to be hard to develop the current cars to get them to really mm-hmm. keep getting faster. So I feel like they will be pretty close. And I have, I'm feeling optimistic about Paras. So, yeah. Cool. 
Uh, what dirt racing car or series interests you the most? I'm very curious about this one. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I really like how the winged sprint cars look. Um, Me too. Yeah. I don't know if that's my favorite racing because I feel like the open wheel dirt cars, the smaller ones, I feel like they just mm-hmm. kind of go too fast. I don't know. I don't know if the yeah. racing's really good. The sprint cars, in my opinion, they're, it's, they just go fast. There's not much of a race. They go fast. It's kind opinion. of like open wheel racing. They go, or F1, they yeah. go really fast, but that doesn't mean it's really good racing. Um, yeah. But I think late models are cool. What other kind of dirt cars are there? Uh, there's modifieds and there's like hobby stocks, which so just like stock cars. Right. What the hell is a modified? modified oh, I think there's so many cool modified. Things. I'm looking up a modified dirt car. Sorry, we're going over two minutes. Oh, so it's like a late model, oh, but different. Oh, modifieds yeah. are modifieds are my personal favorite. I love them. They seem like a good balance of like they're they look pretty speedy, and and they go very fast, but they also produce really good racing. They look kind of ugly they're though. Not, I've seen some hot paint schemes. I'll have to send you some. Yes, they're, I I, really feel, cool. I feel like I really like late models. I think they look fucking cool. Late models are cool. They're cool. Cool. I don't know if they're so racing. That, what, wasn't that a good question? I was I, it was. I need to watch more dirt racing, though. I, I want to take now, you to some. I want to take you to some. I wonder if there's any around in Virginia, because I kind of want to go to some just by myself and just check something. There out. might be. I could see that. We I got sand in our dirt, though. <laughs> <laughs> we got sand in our dirt. <laughs> okay. And you asked me this question last week. Who is your dream TV booth? I'll give this you as much time as you need, because we already went over. This is so hard. Dude, there's so many. Like, here's some candidates. I'll make it a final mm-hmm. decision. Um, Alan Beswick and Mike Joy, one of those two are gonna be the play by play. Yep. Um Larry Mack. I think Larry Mack's gotta be the crew chief. He's got to be. He's so good. Totally. And for a driver, and this is hard. I like Jamie McMurray. I like Clint Boyer. Who else has been there? I like Carl Edwards a lot as a TV. I, w- I wish Carl Edwards would have done it. I thought he would have. He's really he good. Was in, he did ESPN stuff a lot. Um, who's a good driver? I mean, I, I like Clint Boyer to have the... Clint and Larry's chemistry is so good. It is good. So if I had to pick, I, I like Alan Bestwick. I feel like Mike Joy, Larry Mack, and Clint Boyer is good for like a Fox booth, right? Yeah, right, like, right, right. Like a more like hype booth. Alan Bestwick, mm-hmm. Steve Latart, and maybe who's a driver that's Dale, Dale Jr. Jr. Sure. They're good for like a more like neutral booth that's like more mm-hmm. like oh my god. If Alan Bestwick, Steve Latart, and Dale Jr. focused on having a very professional F1 like broadcast, that would be so good. It would. Where they're actually just talking about the race and not fucking playoffs or some random shit or Mm -hmm. screaming once they go three wide like rick allen like that would be so nice yeah for sure yeah man i miss alan bestwick Mm -hmm. me too i think he's doing women's basketball now oh is he Mm -hmm. well good for him yeah i think so yeah i miss him well i didn't like sorry i didn't like when they had him on for monza madness um because obviously that was the most traumatic night of my life. Not really. Um, <laughs> the most traumatic life yeah. of my night was life of mm-hmm. my night. Life of my night. <laughs> Anyways, um, because he wasn't really like the actual broadcaster. He was just kind no. of there. <laughs> he was um, kind of like, uh, 
pit reporter almost just like they were like oh alan what do you what do you think about this alan and he's like oh yeah it's like oh let alan keep talking oh now let's go back to the race let's go back Rain to the race castle. that wasn't really a race because they just yeah. wrecked the whole time and other stuff yeah traumatized me um anyways they said some things um lord have mercy i will never forget that night <laughs> awful well zach this has been a pretty lengthy episode yeah. we haven't, we had, haven't had a long one in a while though so this was this is so fun though thank you again to brooke for coming on uh-huh yeah uh, we will make our race picks next week yeah for uh, yep uh we are doing formula one predictions in a fantasy league that jackson our friend jackson todd has started uh so we're not going to make any on here because we kind of just thought it'd be kind of weird we're gonna have the same yeah. podium prediction every week anyway if we did that yeah so i don't know if you can still join it Jackson started it like after we uploaded last week's podcast. We couldn't say, "Oh, go join it." Yeah, but um, we're having fun with that. I'll know what I'm yeah. doing. I'll link the tweet but, that he made. Yeah, and you can follow I, along. And follow the directions. Is. I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. fun. Um, yeah, you can consider it a. Jackson's calling it like a gay racing podcast sector two collab, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, so, we need to get Jackson back on here soon. We do. Kansas yeah. is coming up in about a month or two. Oh. So that, we'll the biannual Kansas races. Yeah. <laughs> at least we have him on at least. That's yes. at least when we have Jackson on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll he'll love the race again. And I'll be like, that was a bad race. Yeah. We'll have an argument again. We'll have an argument. He'll be like, I don't think it's the package. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you came on my podcast to talk to talk good about the package? No, ma'am. Damn. I love nope. you, Jackson. <laughs> but shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, wait, but he's a Joey Logano fan, and he mentioned on Twitter yesterday that all three of our drivers have won in like the past four yes, weeks. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so that's Love fun. that. Yeah, look yeah. at us. We're thriving. We're thriving. We're, We're thriving. thriving in this NASCAR season. Um, but yeah, um, I hope everyone had a good long episode of the gay racing, the straight racing podcast. Yeah, the straight. Um, We're straight now. Because we are straight. I love women. Mm-hmm. Um, women are cool. Yeah. Yep. They they <laughs> they got pretty hair. I wish I had good hair. Anyways, um, y'all take care. Um. Have a good weekend of not watching NASCAR, I guess. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I'm going home. I'm um, seeing my mama. Good luck to the Easter Bunny and Jesus Christ in yeah. their big race this weekend. That's my pick for the win. I'm, I'm picking the Easter Bunny because um, he's good been more pick. consistent mm-hmm. with his um career, I yep. guess. <laughs> he hasn't lost yet. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Literally Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anyway, goodbye. Bye. Have a good week.